Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Monday, November 30th, 2020. You may not have heard about it, but Francis had some thunderous words for his sheeple during his Wednesday audience of October 21st this year. He warned against atheism, sacrilege, and the worst sin one can commit against God's holy altar. Whoa! Now, what do you think the Argentinian apostate was talking about? No, of course, not that kind of atheism. You know, the denial of God's existence. Nor did he condemn mistreating the Holy Eucharist or profaning altars with all kinds of clown liturgies, for example. No, no, no. As always, when he fulminates against blasphemy and sacrilege, you can bet your bottom dollar that he's talking about man. Here's what he said. On October 21st, quote, God does not support the atheism of those who repudiate the divine image that is imprinted in every human being, that everyday atheism. I believe in God, but I keep my distance from others and I allow myself to hate others. This is practical atheism. Not to recognize the human person as the image of God is a sacrilege, an abomination, the worst offense that can be directed toward the temple and the altar, unquote. My goodness, fire and brimstone from the Frankster. Bam! Now, just to put this in perspective, Francis is the guy who allowed Pachamama worship in the Vatican Gardens accepted a bowl of dirt as an offering to the earth goddess and put it on the high altar of St. Peter's. He's the guy who joked about the crucifixion of Christ for the interview book El Jesuita, a passage that was curiously omitted from the English edition. He's the same man who signed an interreligious declaration together with a Muslim imam that says that God desires a diversity and pluralism of religions. He's the man who happily accepted a blasphemous crucifix, showing Christ crucified on a hammer and sickle, the symbols of communism, from the socialist president of Bolivia. He's the guy who claims that our blessed Lord Jesus Christ made himself the devil for us. The same guy who declares that the Rohingya Muslims are the presence of God in our day, who calls the Holy Spirit a disaster and says Christ probably apologized for staying behind in the temple when his mother and foster father were looking for him, and who jokes that the three divine persons only give the appearance of being unified and in actual fact quarrel behind closed doors. Yeah, that guy is now concerned about blasphemy and sacrilege, about, as he calls it, the worst possible offense that can be directed toward the temple and the altar, which according to him is not recognizing the human person as the image of God. Now, of course, if someone were to deny that man was created in the image of God, it would be an act of heresy, first of all. But what Francis is talking about, as the context shows, is not really the theoretical denial of that, but it's supposed practical denial by 
I guess, not being charitable towards one's neighbor. Now, let me be clear. The love of neighbor for the love of God is the second greatest commandment. It is morally necessary, not optional. God has commanded it, and if we fail in that in a grave way and do not repent of it, we will go to hell. That's clear. But the way Francis talks, you'd think that every time you see someone who is ill and don't immediately run towards him and hug him and kneel before him, then you're practically an atheist. That's ridiculous. Right? He talks about that everyday atheism. I believe in God, but I keep my distance from others and I allow myself to hate others. Well, obviously, we're not allowed to hate others. But notice how he's lumping all of this together, keeping your distance from others, hating others, and not recognizing the image of God in others. Well, keeping your distance from others could be a very prudent thing to do. Bad company corrupts good morals. Or, as St. Paul put it, be not seduced. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33. Yes, genuine hatred of another is gravely wrong, but not all sins against our neighbor are a matter of hatred. Francis, of course, makes it seem like whoever doesn't go along with his worship of migrants and the marginalized is guilty of hate. Or worse yet, he's saying that whoever sins against his neighbor is refusing to recognize that he was created in God's image. What absolute idiocy! That's like saying that whoever commits a mortal sin, any mortal sin, is thereby guilty of denying the existence of hell. That's totally bonkers. Now, this attitude is not new for Francis. On January 1st of this year, he claimed in a sermon that, quote, every form of violence inflicted upon a woman is a blasphemy against God who was born of a woman, unquote. We took that apart in a blog post published January 7th. You can find it at novusordowatch.org slash wire. Let me clarify something. The truth that man was created in God's image means that human beings possess intellect and will. Unlike brute animals, man has knowledge and free will. He was given the capacity for knowledge so he could know what is true and he was given the faculty of free will so he could love what is good. What is the ultimate true thing to know? God. What is the ultimate good thing to love? God. Man was created to know and love God. But man was also created not just in God's image, but also in his likeness. The likeness to God is found in the possession of sanctifying grace— which dwelled in the souls of Adam and Eve from the beginning, until, that is, Adam and Eve sinned. When Adam committed original sin as head of the human race, he forfeited the gift of sanctifying grace, not only for himself, but for all of his descendants. Man's likeness to God, therefore, was lost by original sin. The image of God, on the other hand, was obscured, by original sin. We obviously still have free will and we still have the capacity for knowledge, uh, but our will is weakened and our intellect is clouded. That is the condition in which unregenerate fallen man finds himself 
from its conception. That is why fallen man has to be born again in baptism to obtain sanctifying grace. The only exception to this was the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, she also had need of a Redeemer, of course, because she too is the member of a fallen race, and she too is a descendant uh, of Adam. But in her case, through a singular privilege, God prevented original sin from being transmitted to her soul, not apart from the sacrifice of Christ, but by means of that sacrifice, the fruits of which were applied to her in a unique manner before that sacrifice was actually offered by the Son of God. God, as we know, is not limited by time. He is eternal and outside of time, so that is not an obstacle for him. Anyway, this just as a brief aside. Returning now to the Frankster, who is concerned about atheism only when it manifests itself in other people getting mistreated or getting treated uncharitably. Then he's all concerned about atheism. Now, of course, we're not saying it's okay to mistreat others. We are saying it's not atheism to do so, practical or otherwise. But just for the record, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that, quote, the sin of unbelief is greater than any sin that occurs in the perversion of morals, unquote. That's from his Summa Theologica, the second part of the second part, question 10, article 3. Let me translate that into Bergoglio speak. It means that intellectual atheism is worse than practical atheism. Got that, Frankie? See, of course, he doesn't believe that. See, when we're talking about real atheism, about people actually denying the existence of God, Francis switches to a completely different tune. See, instead of, for example, denouncing the idiocy of denying the existence of God, remember King David writes in Psalm 52 that the fool said in his heart, there is no God. Instead of fulminating against the horrific and idiotic sin of atheism by proud and foolish modern man, Francis adopts a very meek and jolly tune. For example, on June 7, 2015, he turned to a group of reporters after a meeting and said, quote, Pray for me, and if some of you can't pray because you are not believers, send me good vibrations, unquote. Yes, he actually said that. And not just once. He said it several times. For example, he did it again on July 9th of the same year, 2015, at the conclusion of his address to the World Meeting of Popular Movements in Bolivia, where he said, quote, I ask you please to pray for me. If some of you are unable to pray, with all respect, I ask you to send me your good thoughts and energy, unquote. It's a recurring theme for him. His most recent mention was on September 12, 2020, when he told participants in the meeting of Laudato Si communities, quote, To those of you who pray, I ask to pray for me, and to those who do not pray, at least send me some good vibes. I need it, unquote. So you get the point. Oh, and let's never forget his meeting with representatives of the media just days after his election. 
It was on March 16th, 2013, when he concluded the meeting by declining to bless the people in attendance with the sign of the cross. This is the explanation he gave. Quote, Since many of you are not members of the Catholic Church and others are not believers, I cordially give this blessing silently to each of you, respecting the conscience of each, but in the knowledge that each of you is a child of God. Unquote. This is on the Vatican website. That's where I'm quoting from. Then, when the atheist comedian Stephen Amos, who is also a sodomite, visited Francis in the Vatican last year, the fake pope didn't tell him to get his act together, lest he perish eternally, nor did he take, you know, a gentle approach and encourage him to recognize that this world could not exist without a benevolent creator God. No, he simply told him that it doesn't matter how he lives his life because nothing can make him lose his dignity. Unbelievable. So, what have we learned here? We've learned that when it comes to sinning against your neighbor, Francis blows a gasket and calls it an abomination, sacrilege, blasphemy, practical atheism. Yet, when there is question of real intellectual atheism, denying the very existence of God, then Francis doesn't have a care in the world about it. Then he is all concerned about respecting other people's consciences and, and dignity and whatnot. In fact, he is happy to go along with that atheism and even encourage it. But one thing must have escaped the master theologian from Buenos Aires, and that is the fact that people who deny the existence of God obviously then also deny necessarily that man was created in his image. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.